Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the Star Line by Canadian Variety, listed as one of their 10 comics to watch list. His latest comedy special featured on season three of The Stand Ups on Netflix. We welcome and having a good time with Dusty Slay. All right, we're having a good time. I'm pumped to be here. Dusty, let's go beyond the mic. You grew up in a trailer park in Opelika, Alabama. What are your favorite memories from home? Well, you're the first person to ever pronounce Opelika correctly, and uh, that's amazing. Um, I have so many good me- <laughs> I have so many good memories. I mean, I love living in a trailer park. You know, I always say the only thing that I didn't like was having to tell people that I lived in a trailer park. You know, the worst part was having to write my address down on anything in elementary school. You know. <laughs> I didn't become the poor kid until I had to write Lot 8 Moore's Trailer Park down on my school paperwork. All the other kids are like, Dusty, you live in a trailer? And I'm like, well, I don't know why you're so surprised. I mean, my first name is Dusty, you know. But uh, I loved it. I mean, I always say my family was kind of like the – I was kind of like the rich kid in the trailer park, you know. Like we had a phone, so the other people in the trailer park would come over and use our phone. We had a washer and dryer, so we always had clean clothes. We ordered the uh, WWF pay-per-view when it would come out. We were always gathering. Yeah. We were always gathering for the races. I mean, we might not have money for food, but we had $30 to drop on a pay-per-view. Wondering if Opelika would like your input on the comprehensive plan they're doing for 2040 right now. Maybe a Dusty Slay statue in the trailer park. Oh, yeah. I mean, if they built a statue, it would have to be in a trailer. It wouldn't look good anywhere else. I would be I would be embarrassed of myself if it were downtown, but if you put it in a trailer park, I'm all about it. What makes something funny for you? It's hard to say. I think that something true and something subtle is the funniest type of stuff for me. I like what I like about stand-up comedy is if you find the right environment where the audience is quiet and you can really create a tension in the room, like a just an awkwardness where even the slightest movement can be funny. That's what really makes me laugh. I always liked old Southern comics, and I like like British humor. I like subtlety so much. But something that's true that I can think about and go, like the best comics to me say something and I go, dang, I wish I thought of that. Who are some of your favorite old comics? Well, growing up, you know, when I, my first comics I really remember listening to would be Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Ingvall, and I had an Ellen DeGeneres album that I really liked. I never hear anybody talk about that, but it was really good. Nice. Um, and uh, I, I would watch, my mom took MTV off the TV, but I would watch Comedy Central present those half hours. I would watch BET Comic View. Chris Rock was the first HBO special I ever saw. I remember watching Sinbad. My dad liked Jerry Clower a lot. And as I got older and started to, to get into comedy, I really liked Mitch Hedberg, uh, Ron White, and Bill Hicks. And there was also an old Steve Martin album I found called Let's Get Small. And I think that's my favorite album. I love it so much. Now admit it. Did you try to look through some of the scrambled channels like Skinamax in the old days? Oh, yeah. I mean, nonstop. I mean, my mom worked third shift, you know, and we we actually would get Cinemax from time to time. You know, they would uh, run a promo and those were always the best times. I was always afraid to be home alone. But when we had Cinemax, I was like, you know what? I can deal with the fear. How did the pandemic force you to change since clubs were closed? I mean, you're not on the road anymore, forcing you and Hannah to 
hunker down? Well, the first two months was interesting because I had never had that much time off. I mean, from the time I was old enough to get a job, I had a job. So I never sat around like that. You know, I, I started looking at birds in the backyard. I looked, I stood out my back door looking at birds so long, my neighbor put up an eight foot privacy fence. <laughs> I mean, you know, two months into that, uh, I got a call from a club in Dallas, Texas, and they said, we're trying to open our club and we want to do 25% capacity. Will you come? And I said, yes, I will. And I went and it was some of the most fun comedy. We only did a couple of shows, but it was so fun because never had there been a time when everybody was stuck at home like that. And it just felt like everybody was so happy to be outside that I couldn't, I mean, there was no joke that wouldn't work. I mean, it was amazing. And then as clubs began to open, I started selling out because I'm like, hey, it's 50% capacity. I'm starting to sell out clubs here. You know, I mean, I found that I could do, I could have a lot more sellouts if you wouldn't allow so many people inside. I got to ask you, how did you come up with your $35 for everything Dusty Slay marketing campaign? <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, this was my this is my mentality. One, I don't charge any shipping. I don't know how to calculate that, so I say. And shipping usually costs me around seven, eight bucks, depending on how heavy. And then I gotta buy a box, and I gotta figure out how to print a label. And labels aren't cheap. And then I hate the post office, so I say, if and I don't hate the people there, I just hate going. And it's like so if. I got to make a trip to the post office. I got to make enough money off this shirt to make it worth it. What was the worst job you had growing up? I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, because in some ways, I liked all the jobs um, that I've ever had. But it's, t I mean, I would say, you know, my dad lives on a farm. And my worst jobs were my dad making me help him work. Now, I know people relate to this, but dang, my dad used to just yell at me all the time. I mean, I like, I love my dad and I like helping him, but dang, he, we'd go out in the thing and he'd have me doing something I've never done before. And he's yelling at me like I'm an expert at it. And my dad used to weld a lot. Whenever he would weld, I would have to hold the pipes. And I got shocked so many times from my dad sitting the ground. And then my dad used to, he would plow a field and there would be so many rocks that just popped up all over the field. It's like the field grew rocks. So he would hook up a trailer to the truck and then he would drive and me and my stepbrothers would walk behind the trailer and just pick up rocks and throw it in the back of that trailer. That's probably the worst job I ever had. Before we on the Grand Old Opry and all over TV, what does your parents think of your adventure? Sometimes they don't really get it all the way. I was going to be doing a Netflix. He goes, this is what he said. He goes, oh, that's great. And then he goes, what's Netflix again? Uh, of course. <laughs> but they're very supportive. You know, my dad came out to a show that I did in Columbus, Georgia years ago, probably 2014 or 15. And I really bombed really bad. And he brought his wife and, and friends that they have and friends from their church. And I bombed so bad that it was just an embarrassment. And I don't know what my dad thought about my comedy until I got to do the Opry for the first time. I brought my dad into town. 
him and his best friend, and they sat in, there's metal detectors at the Opry. So my dad had a pocket knife and my dad's friend had two and they had to take them. <laughs> <laughs> they had to take, they had a pocket knife and a boot knife and they had to take them back to the car. But my show at the Opry was so good that I think it wiped all old memories away. My mom, on the other hand, she loves every minute of it. My, my mom wouldn't care if I were just, performing at a bar down the street. She loves to laugh and she loves comedy. Comedian Dusty Slade joins us beyond the mic and it's time for the Rocky Nate. Dusty, eight random questions answered with the first thing that comes to your mind. There's no pressure. Okay. Favorite country album and country star of all time? I would say Merle Haggard. Um, and then the, the album is called Back to the Bar Rooms. If you had to bury treasure today, where would you bury it? I would bury it in... Uh, out, well, I bought some land. I'd probably bury it out there. Really? Well, I don't know where else to go with it, but I, you know, it's a uh, pretty abandoned land. I think I would hide it there and no one would find it. What drains your energy? Oh man, travel drains my energy. Being on an airplane, not being in control. When I used to drive, I was full of energy, but flying really drains it. Now, what animal sound can you do that might even fool another animal? Uh, I do a pretty good cow sound. Uh, we learned to call the cows growing up, so I could probably do that pretty good. What's the best place, your favorite place you've ever done a comedy set? Oh, man, that's so hard to say. But, you know, Zanies in Nashville, our club right here, I've, done, I've had some pretty magical sets there, and I would say that's the place. Is there a person who's no longer with us that you would have liked to do a show with? Oh, Mitch Hedberg, for sure. There's a good one. Did you ever pretend or have imaginary friends growing up? You know what? The weird thing about that is I, I heard about people having an imaginary friends and I'm so weird. I tried to have an imaginary friend and I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've cooked in a hotel room? Oh gosh. I mean, I have messed up so many things. I don't know. I've cooked some pretty bad beef in an instant pot one time. Uh, it just did not. It cooked so fast that it was like shoe leather. If you're enjoying these conversations, please check out another Beyond the Mic episode to find more actors, artists, and people you need to know. We'd also appreciate a like and subscribe on the Good Pods app. It's time for the back half with comedian Dusty Slay Beyond the Mic. Dusty, what's the best thing about Hannah Hogan? Oh, uh, Hannah is so great, and she puts up with my crap, and she knows how to not accept any BS from me, and she challenges me. There's so many great things about her, but she's a strong woman. You've talked about Norm MacDonald in your last Comic Standing experience on YouTube. Bob Saget has passed recently. What are your thoughts on comedians after they pass, if you're friends with them, or even if you're not? I didn't really know Bob Saget that much. I did one thing with him. I did Nashville Squares, and he was the host one time, and I had a good interaction with him. But, you know, I think um, for me personally, when people die, I like to let them have uh, that moment of peace. I don't like to try, and I don't, you know, people do what they do, but I don't like to try to go on the internet and capitalize off their death to get myself likes. I like to give some time to pass. And then if I have some thoughts to share, I'll share them at a later time. What do you want to show the next generation of comedians? I want to show that if you are just real and you just tell the truth and talk about yourself, it's so much more funny than trying to make fun of people and trying to spread some kind of message that people just want 
truth and honesty, and they love to hear you poke fun at yourself a little bit without dragging yourself through the mud. Talk about your the stand-up special on Netflix. You're part of it. Why should people watch it? The easy answer is because it's very funny. And the reason is because I spent years uh, putting that together. I mean, without even knowing I spent years putting it together, I did. I mean, my trailer park jokes on there are really about my life. There may be some slight exaggerations, but that's really about my life. I really got rejected from Goodwill, and I've stayed at a lot of bad hotels. (laughs) And I wanted to put together their special. I said, This is the first time that the world will really see me uh, in a sense, and I want to put together the best representation of who I am, and I think that that's what I did with this special. It's time for One Big Question with comedian Dusty Slaby on the mic. Dusty, what do you want to do before you die? I, oh man, I don't know, but I can say that it doesn't have anything to do with fame. I like living life. I like being a normal person. I got an eight-month-old daughter now, and I just think that I would – I don't hate my life growing up. I had a great time, but I just want to give my daughter the best life possible, and before I'm gone, I want to know that she is set up to live a good life. He tried to have imaginary friends but failed with buried treasure on his abandoned land, and hates getting shocked welding. Check out his podcast, We're Having a Good Time, and his special in Season 3 of The Stand-Ups on Netflix. We thank Dusty Slay for taking the time to talk with us today. Hey, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. And you're always welcome back, my friend. Hey, thank you. This was a really fun interview. I appreciate that. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.